welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year, following the weekly Torah portions and reading from the rest of Scripture daily as well. I'm Johanna, and I'm your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 14th of March, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 21st day of the month Adar. This week, our parasha, or portion from the Torah, is a double portion. It's Vayakel and Pekudei, meaning he assembled and countings. Today, we're going to start our readings in Exodus, Shemot 37, 17 through 29. Before we get into our readings, we'll take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His precious word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. He made the menorah of pure gold. He made the menorah of beaten work. Its base, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the menorah out of its one side, and three branches of the menorah out of its other side, three cups made like almond blossoms in one branch, a bud and a flower, and three cups made like almond blossoms in the other branch, a bud and a flower. So for the six branches going out of the menorah. In the menorah were four cups made like almond blossoms, its buds and its flowers, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, for the six branches going out of it. Their buds and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole thing was one beaten work of pure gold. He made its seven lamps and its snuffers and its snuff dishes of pure gold. He made it of a talent of pure gold with all its vessels. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. It was square. Its length was a cubit, and its width a cubit. Its height was two cubits. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top, its sides around it, and its horns. He made a gold molding around it. He made two golden rings for it under its molding crown on its two ribs, on its two sides, for places for poles with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil and the pure incense of sweet spices after the art of the perfumer. That was Exodus, or Shemot, thirty-seven seventeen through 29. And our portion today from the prophets is Isaiah 13. The burden of Babylon, which Yeshayahu, the son of Amoz, saw. 
Set up a banner on the bare mountain. Lift up your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my consecrated ones. Yes, I have called my mighty men for my anger, even my proudly exulting ones. The noise of a multitude is in the mountains, as of a great people. The noise of an uproar of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts is mustering the army for the battle. They come from a far country, from the uttermost parts of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation, to destroy the whole land. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come as destruction from Shaddai. Therefore all hands will be feeble, and everyone's heart will melt. They will be dismayed. Pangs and sorrows will seize them. They will be in pain like a woman in labor. They will look in amazement one at another. Their faces will be faces of flame. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land a desolation and to destroy its sinners out of it. For the stars of the sky and its constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened on its going out, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogance of the proud to cease and will humble the arrogance of the terrible. I will make people more rare than fine gold, even a person than the pure gold of Ophir. Therefore I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will be shaken out of its place at the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. It will happen that like a hunted gazelle and like sheep that no one gathers, they will each turn to their own people and will each flee to their own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through. Everyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Their infants also will be dashed in pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be ransacked and their wives raped. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, who will not value silver, and as for gold, they will de not delight in it. Their bows will dash their young men in pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes will not spare children. Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the custom pride, will be like when God overthrew Sodom and Amorah. It will never be inhabited. Neither will it be lived in from generation to generation. The Arabian will not pitch a tent there. Neither will shepherds make their flocks lie down there. But wild animals of the desert will lie there, and their houses will be full of jackals. Ostriches will dwell there, and wild goats will frolic there. Wolves will cry in their fortresses, and jackals in their pleasant palaces. Her time is near to come, and her days will not be prolonged. 
That was Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapter 13. Today's portion from the writings is Proverbs 10. Proverbs in Hebrew is called Mishle. The Proverbs of Shlomo. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the soul of the righteous to go hungry, but he thrusts away the desire of the wicked. He becomes poor who works with a lazy hand, but the hand of the diligent brings wealth. He who gathers in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps during the harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart accept commandments, but a chattering fool will fall. He who walks blamelessly walks surely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. One winking with the eye causes sorrow, but a chattering fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a spring of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all wrongs. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has discernment, but a rod is for the back of him who is void of understanding. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near ruin. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life. The increase of the wicked leads to sin. He is in the way of life who heeds correction. But he who forsakes reproof leads others astray. He who hides hatred has lying lips, and he who utters a slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, there is no lack of transgression, but he who restrains his lips does wisely. The tongue of the righteous is like choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but the foolish die for lack of understanding. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. It is a fool's pleasure to do wickedness, but wisdom is a man of understanding's pleasure. What the wicked fear will overtake them, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous stand firm forever. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The hope of the righteous is joy, but the hope of the wicked will perish. 
The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the upright, but it is a destruction to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous produces wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked is perverse. That was Proverbs or Mishlei chapter 10. Our portion today from the Apostles is Acts 9. Now Shaul, still breathing threats and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the Kohen Gadol and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he traveled, he got close to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Shaul, Shaul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Yeshua, whom you are persecuting. But rise up and enter into the city, then you will be told what you must do. And the men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. And Shaul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. And they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was without sight for three days, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Hanania, And the Lord said to him in a vision, Hanania, And he said, Behold, it is me, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Yehuda for one named Shaul, a man of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Hananiah coming in and laying his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. But Hananiah answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he did to your holy ones at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief Kohanim to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel to me to bear my name before the nations and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Hananiah departed and entered into the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother, Shaul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. Immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he received his sight, and he arose and was immersed, and he took food and was strengthened. Now Shaul stayed several days with the disciples who were at Damascus. Immediately he proclaimed the Messiah in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. 
Then all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he who in Jerusalem made havoc of those who called on this name? And he had come here intending to bring them bound before the chief Kohanim. But Shaul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived at Damascus, proving that this is the Messiah. Now when many days were fulfilled, the Jews conspired together to kill him. But their plot became known to Shaul, and they watched the gates both day and night that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall, lowering him in a basket. Now when Shaul had come to Yerushalayim, he tried to join himself to the, to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was a disciple. But Barnava took him and brought him to the emissaries, and declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the way, and that he had spoken to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Yeshua. So he was with them entering into Yerushalayim and proclaiming boldly in the name of the Lord Yeshua. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. When the brothers knew it, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the assemblies throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were built up, and they were multiplied, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Ruach HaKodesh. Now it came to pass, as Peter went throughout all those parts, that he also came down to the holy ones who lived at Lydda. There he found a certain man named Ianus, who had been bedridden for eight years because he was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Yeshua the Messiah heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately he arose. And all who lived at Lydda and in Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now there was at Yaphel a certain disciple named Tabitha, which, when translated, means Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and staka, which she continually did, but it came about in those days that she became sick and died, and when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Now as Lydda was near Yaphel, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood by him weeping, and showing the coats and garments which Dokas had made while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out, and knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body he said, Tabitha, arise, and she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and raised her up, and calling the holy ones and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all of Yafo, and many believed in the Lord. And he stayed many days in Yafo with a tanner named Shimon.
That was um, Acts or Maaseh Hashlichim, chapter 9. Um, some of you may wonder why we are using the Hebrew names for the most part. And um, a while back, we asked our listeners what they would like to hear. And that's what we heard from all of you. So we try to remember to pronounce the names in Hebrew as much as possible. There's a little note here in uh, about the name of Tabitha, or Greek, Dolkas. It says that this word, Dolkas, is Greek for gazelle. So her name meant gazelle. I thought that was an interesting little fact. I just want to end by saying that if you are reading through the apostles twice in this year's cycle, you'll be reading Revelation 3 today also. And now I want to thank all of our patrons so, so much. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It means so much that you appreciate and support our podcast. Um, it really gives us such a boost of energy and encouragement and strength to keep recording daily. Um, so thank you very much. If any of you are interested in contacting us or learning a little bit more about the Israel trip or how you could become a patron and also support the podcast, all of that can be found on dailybreadmoms.com. Um, and you can email us to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. That's it for today. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.